0: Hello guys, welcome to episode number five of the Darts Podcast. Today we're joined by Colin Freeman. Now he we're going to go over what he's doing at some point in the next sort of 10, 15 minutes or so. But basically, Colin plays darts in a few of the leagues that I play in, and uh, yeah, we're going to talk about what he's got going on. So, how are you, mate? You're all right. Oh, very good, Jack. And thank you very much for inviting me tonight. That's all right. That's all right. So you have you you as as for for as long as I've played darts, you've always been around. So, uh, have you been playing? just forever um over 50 years now yeah so i was showing my age
1: through my first dart at youth club at great barton when i was 14. and uh, i've not stopped throwing them since
0: so what's great barton just just up the road yeah, that's where i grew up and so was that was that was that just in a hall somewhere and... yeah
1: just in the village hall as it was then it's changed a lot now so there's no dartboard anymore but we had one for youth club and uh my youth leader taught me to throw a dart, he taught me to play table tennis, and uh, he got me involved with Great Barton Cricket Club when I was 14 as well. So I owe him a lot.
0: Yeah. Um, so was that, so it wasn't a specifically a darts-orientated thing? No. It was just something that you just did every now and then? Yep. Did you just, was that something that you gravitated to quite quickly? Because I, I, I feel like you were probably quite a good, quite an all-rounder at sports anyway, because I just know you fairly well. You've got quite a big interest in sport. Was it just something that you picked up really quickly?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, once I got to 18, I was able to start going into the pubs to play. And uh, while my friends were out taking their girlfriends out in the new car, I was in the Bunbury Arms playing darts and practicing seven nights a week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, So what sort of standard would you you say that that you, you got to?
1: Well, I've got to, I mean, I play Super League. Um, but as you probably notice on occasions my nerves let me down and so I've never go moved higher than that um, but in practice you know I can hit anything and everything and but I just let myself down sometimes when I play in matches and uh, that's one of the reasons why I started doing some of these charity events so that I just had to throw darts totally relaxed you know, and nobody trying to beat me.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair. Actually, that's a good idea. I'm, I'm the same. I'm just like, if I get nervous, that's I'm done. I'm, I might as well not even play because I'm just so nervous. But once once I've sort of passed it, I'm alright. But yeah, so let's get on to the whole the whole charity thing. So just explain what you're what you're doing and why you're doing it.
1: Well, we can go back um, if that's okay to 2014. Mm-hmm. I was having my 60th birthday barbecue with just some family and friends. And my eldest daughter and I have a mutual friend who lives in Ipswich, had just lost her 18-month-old granddaughter to a rare form of blood cancer. And the family were looked after by Click Sargent, as it was known then. Uh, Young Lives for Cancer is what they go as now. And um, I was sort of said to myself that night, you know, I've been promising to do something to raise money for a long time and never bothered. So that night basically got me to do it. And in 2014 and 2015, I did 100,000 and one down, which I did in one night at the uh, Ixworth Greyhound. And we raised, I think it was about 150 the first year, about 300 the second year. And talking to Gemma, my partner, you know, she said, you're not happy with that, are you? And I said, no, I need to do something more. And so then I said, well, we'll do the million and one next year. And when she picked herself up on the floor, uh, <laughs> we discussed it and I said yeah I can do it I'll do it you know and so we set it up in 2016 and I think we raised 1,500 pound the first time we did it again in 2017 and raised just over 3,000 and I've set it up again after five years basically because we've had two years with no darts and no fundraising and I wanted to have an event that would make up the shortfall for the last two years and hopefully we've found at this time by going bigger than we, we did before the, the uh, first two i did quite locally as you know i was here at the, at the club for one session and i was doing 10 days on the trot six hours a day but um now i'm 68 in a week's time i need to just sort of temper it a little bit so we've gone for three pubs a day it's going to take about two and two and a quarter hours in each pub and then move on to the next one and we've had some great support from Wetherspoons and they're letting us use 27 of their pubs on the tour around England.
0: Just a quick message from today's sponsor. They are LP Metal Detecting. If you want to go and check out their website, it is www.lpmetaldetecting.com. They have all the stuff for your metal detecting needs. Whether you're a beginner and you want to get involved in metal detecting or you're a long-standing metal detector and you want to get some more bits, some more pieces, some more stuff, go and check them out. Also, check them out on Twitter as well at lp detecting. If you're a fan of the channel, you're a fan of the podcast and all that sort of stuff and you don't really you're not really that interested in the the metal detecting side of things then just go and drop them a follow you'll be supporting me and you'll be supporting them who are supporting me so yeah anyway back to the podcast so going back to the the hundred thousand and one um because you, you you track all the scores as well, don't you? We do. It's so, all recorded. So how how did how did the first one go, or the the 100, 100, one? Because it's a hard number to get your head around unless you like do a lot of maths and stuff and really try and work out what you're averaging and how fast you throw as to how long it's going to take you. How did it? How did the first one go? And did it? Was it faster or slower than you thought?
1: Uh, it was a lot quicker than what I thought. Um, I think if we if I remember rightly, I averaged seventy four point something on that night. I think I hit 26, 180s and it flew past, you know, and we finished it in under five hours. And, um, you know, that that was, I, I was silently impressed with myself that I did it that well. Um, obviously, a million one is, a you know, a lot more to throw. And, um, but going back to the hundred thousand one, I mean, it, it was, it was so, so quick, really, compared to what I thought it was going to be. And um, you know we we started. I think it was at seven o'clock, and I I finished by about half eleven, something like that. We did it in just over four and a half hours, which you know I I didn't think that would ever be that quick.
0: Yeah, it's a good good standard to throw at to be fair. Yeah, it's very good, especially for a, for a long amount of time. Um, that's that's something I actually I was having a, having to think the other day of videos that I could make, and one of, and I think the the whole your million and one inspiration made me think maybe I, maybe i could do like even if it's just for a video i could try and do a hundred thousand and one and i started like working out like recording myself throwing and thinking right it's going to take me this long and i throw this this amount of darts and i got to the point where i was like this is going to be like six seven hours i'm going to be here forever so it might be a video a video for the future and maybe i can incorporate some charity into it as well but moving on to the million and one so you're breaking it up how many days is it over, so we're the doing 10 on?
1: days again but we're doing 30 pups instead of 10 yeah. And we're going to go to three each day. So the first one we will start at 11 o'clock. We should be finished by about quarter 20 past one. The second one will start about 3.15 to finish about half five. And then the last one will be 8 p.m. until we finish. And uh, on, the, I think it's four of them. We're staying at Weatherspoons Hotels, which are hosting the final... Session on those days, so I actually have a couple of points. <laughs> nice, nice,
0: yeah, that's all good. And also, so your partner Gemma, she, um, she records them as well. She
1: does, she does all the recording of the scores on the laptop, and she has done an amazing amount of work to help set all this schedule up. She has put hours into it, and without her, there wouldn't be one. It's as simple as that. The su- level of support she's given me since we got together. And it's mutual support, you know, we, we support each other in everything. But without that support, there's no way I could have got this off the ground, not on my own. So I owe her a lot.
0: So when when do you start? When, when does this all begin?
1: Right, we're starting on Saturday the 6th of August and we're doing three local venues around Berries and Edmunds. So we're gonna be at the Ixworth Greyhound where I play on a Friday night. And then Pop Black, where as you know, we have the Super League team on a Tuesday night. And the Mace Bearer, that used to be my local when I first moved back to Bury. And I've done hours and hours of practice there uh, over the years for these events. So, uh, and they have always supported me tremendously well.
0: Yeah, so are you, if if anyone was, was to watch this and think I wanna go want to go and support him, are they able to come, and, come to any yep. of the venues? Any of the venues. Come mm-hmm. and sit and watch, 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 watch it happen.
1: Yeah, absolutely, any of the venues. I mean, we're going down through to Royston, on the second day, Kingston upon Thames, uh, back to Northolt, and then on the following day, we're starting in Guildford, and then we're going down to Portsmouth and Southampton, and then we're going to cut across to Bristol, where we start the next day, and we're going up through Stroud and into Worcester, where I live, while Gemma was at uh, university. So we've got hopefully quite a lot of people turning up for that one. Um, We're then going across to Rowley Regis, which is on the edge of the West Midlands, uh, going up to Ellesmere Port and Winsford. And then the following day, we start in Liverpool and Hoyton and across to Wigan. And uh, the Wetherspoons pub there actually has a top dart team play out of there, so I know we're going to get a lot of support uh, in that venue. Um, The following day, we're going down from Pontefract by Halifax to Leeds. And then starting in Leeds the next day. And then we're going down from Leeds to uh, Durne near Rotherham, Sheffield, Doncaster, Nottingham, across the March, over to Lowestoft and back to Bury St Edmonds to do the final night in the Corn exchange. And I think I missed one out, eh? but hey, that <laughs> weren't too bad. Yeah, I'll
0: I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll put a link at the in the description, all the, all the comments or whatever, yeah. if you're watching on Spotify, or YouTube, whatever, and um, just a link to all the all the dates. So if you want to go and support Colin, or you want to go and watch him, or go and buy him a drink or something while he's there, that all sponsor him, I guess as well. Uh, feel free to go and go and have a look. So when it comes to let's let's say we let take take for example the, the first the first day when in, in Bury, and so the goal for day one is to score 100,000 points yep. over the course of three pubs. Um, do, you, do you just, is, is it a case of as soon as you cross that, that is that's you done for the day? That would be
1: me done for the day, yes. So we're looking at scoring between thirty three and 34,000 uh, to take us to that 100,000 a day. Per venue. So, per venue, yeah. yeah. And as I say, take about two and a quarter of hours. I've been practising at home for the last sort of eight or nine weeks. I've completed a million and one down once. Uh, seventy-four point something average, and I'm halfway through the the second one for practice, and I'm doing about seventy-five point four in that. So if I can do that on the event itself, I will be thrilled, absolutely thrilled.
0: Yeah. Have you have you looked have you looked into official world records for this? Because I know there's a world record for the fastest, I think, million one in a fours, mm. or maybe it's a hundred thousand one. It was by like Daryl Gurney and um, lot. <coughs> yeah. Um. But is there anything for a, for a solo?
1: No, there is nothing for a solo. I've checked the internet dozens of times. Um, we did it with the Guinness Book of Records in mind in 2017, but they sent me a target of 75 a throw, which I didn't get to, so they wouldn't
0: put it in. Oh yeah, and that's the, fair. Yeah, because that's, that's to me, like for a for a pretty like normal pub super league player. That's still a decent that, score, that is, especially over the course of. What six hours a day, sixty hours? Yeah, That's, that takes some yeah. doing.
1: It takes some doing, and uh, we did have a discussion about it because I didn't think that was what they should be doing. That's not what the book was set up to do—to set people targets. It was for people who probably got a screw loose like myself <laughs> to um, set a record for other people to take on and beat.
0: Yeah, because I think I, I, I have to fact check this, but I, I'm pretty sure that when so I'm pretty sure it was like it was like Campbell Jackson. Uh, Mickey Mansell, Daryl Gurney, and someone else. Um, McGeady, maybe. So it was, was someone else. there's was all Nor- Northern Irish there's, or Irish, wherever. There was eight of them. Oh, was it? But there. I'm I'm pretty sure the average that they ended up throwing was like 27 points something yeah just over 80 and these are yeah. like professional i've marked for them all in yeah. the pro tour these are like top level professional dart players yeah and guinness Book guinness book of records want you to average only two points per dart less yeah that's that's <laughs> some some standard that's if someone yeah. does ever set that they 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 they've earned it well, they fully earn it
1: one day joe I'll, I'll show you the emails that floated between myself and the guinness book of records when they told me that the world record had been set by A team at a social club in Northern Ireland of mixed ability
0: oh yeah no not not mixed ability I've marked for most of them
1: well I sent the Guinness Book of Records a list of all the players and what they'd won and where they were and what they were doing I got an apology for that one but then I mentioned that I'd seen Mo Farah in the Guinness Book of Records that year and I just asked them what target they set him and they didn't like the question
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right so maybe maybe we'll give the guinness book of records a, a l- little break we'll we'll uh, we'll have to we'll have to look into that there must be people who can who can help you out with with um if anyone's listening to this and knows the guinness book of records process inside out then send colin a message because i know that i've i've, I've quite in i'm quite into the guinness book of records there's a guy i watch on youtube who he just breaks records and there's quite a lot into the whole application process and stuff but yeah maybe it's doable one day
1: well I'd like to think so you know I mean we filmed the whole event in 2017 every venue I went uh, they signed to say they witnessed that I did it and how long it took and that just wasn't good enough unfortunately you know I mean I would love to have got in there but now I'm more focused on raising money for the two charities rather than having personal glory out of it you know which was probably in in my mind last time
0: yeah let's talk talk about the two charities the first charity was click sergeant which was the children with cancer yep and what what was the other the other charity Uh, the other
1: charity is the me association and they help fund research into me my youngest daughter stephanie has had it for many years it's wrecking her life i mean she can be bedridden with it for months on end sometimes she'll be able to get up and go out and her life is a roller coaster because of me and it's Fairly similar to long COVID, there, there's some very big similarities there with the two illnesses. So I'm hoping that we will raise awareness for both charities on the way round. I mean, obviously Weatherspoon's uh, raised money for Clicksargent and they've raised millions over the years, but um, we need to make people more aware of ME and what it does to to, to young people. Because back in the 1980s, a little bit before you were were born, Jack, um, they called it yuppie flu because young people were getting it, you know, um, in the city of London and places like that. But, you know, it's a seriously, you know, bad thing to have, you know, whether you're young or old. And uh, it does, it wrecks your life. And so if we can get more awareness of that and hopefully, you know, the government stumps up a bit more money for research into that alongside COVID, long COVID, then... You know, then I will have achieved what this event is set up to do.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, do you, is is there a goal? Is there a sort of a uh, a monetary or a raising goal that you've that you've set yourself this year?
1: I said I've set two. So one for the actual event over the ten days, because I've agreed that everything we do on the sponsorship sheets and what we make in the pubs on the way around will go to Young Lives versus Cancer, and that's. Well, witherspoons have come on board but then we've got online sponsorship going on as well and that will be shared 50 50 with the two charities who have both agreed with that and it's probably way out there but I'd like to raise a million pound online and my original idea was to have one million and one people sponsor me a pound each but none of the uh, platforms that you use to raise money will take that lower um, amount of money Obviously, they can't donate a pound no unfortunately not um, we've gone with a, um, a platform which is um, give as you live it's recommended by both charities and unlike the others they don't take x amount uh, like 25p out of every transaction they just set a basic 4.8 percent which is like less than 5p in the pound whereas let double that and treble that if you use some of the others I won't mention their names. I don't <laughs> yeah, want to keep, get you into trouble. Keep me, keep me safe. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, we've gone with that. Their minimum um, is £5. Yeah. You know, And uh, I know for a lot of people that's not possible. Uh, and I understand that. I understand about the cost of living at the moment. It's affecting all of us. But for those who can, you know, donate £5 and share this event with their friends and their family and ask them if they could do the same thing, if we can get like a domino effect online, uh, we could raise a serious amount of money. You know, a million sounds a lot, but there's probably a million dart players in this country. You yeah, only, only need yeah. a fifth of them to put a fiver in, and we're there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and uh, people who are not involved in darts have made donations already as well. So I'm well on my way to a thousand pounds with the sponsorship forms. And uh, we will get up more than that. uh, After I've um, been around small businesses around Barry, like I did before, Uh, and many of them supported me. You know, we raised quite a lot of money that way. But online, if you can find, you know, you know, people can find that fiber, you know, and and, and sponsor that event. You know, it's going to two amazing charities that do work that I just couldn't even begin to think of doing. You know, how do you work with a family? whose um, youngster has just been given six months to live in i broke my heart yeah and so if i can help these people in a little way then i'll feel very very satisfied yeah yeah
0: that's good so is this something that you you think that you could you could continue doing for another few years as well after or do you, do you think there's a, there's a sell-by date on this
1: um according to my partner Gemma. Uh, there is definitely a sell-by date on it. Otherwise, I could find myself in traction in the local hospital.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 to to throw that darts for that long, and then to go back again, the next day, and the next day, and the next day. Like I can, I can come up here, and I can play, I can play darts for six hours, but I, I'm not playing darts again for another week because my arm hurts is is that you you say you've been training and stuff but you you genuinely have to train for something like this people think like darts is a is a sport that requires no physical exertion but you throw darts a few hours your arm hurts
1: oh it can do yeah unless you do it every day which is what I do but I can give you some stats from the last time we did it it was 45,733 darts so that was over 15,000 visits to the dartboard walking about 18 miles yeah and people would never believe that if you told them you know in the street now nah, you don't walk 18 miles on a dial board. you can do quite easily
0: and uh, so that was that was for the that's for the one million that's for the
1: million and one yeah yeah and so this year I shall wear a, a Fitbit on my wrist and we will we will get the exact amount of steps that I do during the event from the start of the first one to the end of the last one and um it's, I think it was well over a hundred thousand steps last time, so it will be the same again. This yeah, time. I,
0: I that seems low. Hundred thousand seems low. I mean, I, I can do twenty thousand at work. Yeah, yeah. So if it feels like you could. You'd definitely be a, be more than more than a hundred thousand.
1: It, it's about sort of seven to eight paces. You know, each time you go to the dartboard and come back to get ready to throw again. So yeah, when 15,000 times 8 is uh, 120,000. Yeah. So it's a 120,000 definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um so what what's kind of the the next thing for you when it comes to darts? Um is it is you've got any plans or anything else that you that you want to try and do any records that you want to try and break or other charities or other just challenges that you want to you, you want to do?
1: Um, I'm looking forward to coming back next year to the uh, random pairs and beating you in the final. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. I tell you what. I, yeah,
0: just for some context, I beat Colin on the weekends and in the random pairs final. But yeah, I was I, I can't believe how bad I was first game. And then after that, confidence was was up there, and that was it. I was un- yeah. unstoppable after that. But yeah, can keep going. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I I've not set myself any goals, but I mean, as I say, I'm 67 now, 68 next week. I've probably just had my second best ever season in Super League, which has shocked me, really. You know, yeah. I should be getting worse every week, not better. But I'm probably throwing darts better now than I have ever done. I mean, I, I've recorded 170 tonne pluses during the Super League season, six uh, six maximums, and that, that's good for me. You know, and I'm, I'm just thrilled about that. So if I can maintain that standard for a few more years, I mean, I'd, I think the the one goal I, I would like to set myself would be the oldest player to play super league yeah and i don't know what the age is for that but i will find out and i'll try and keep going until
0: i beat it yeah um what about other other challenges is, is it always has it always been the hundred thousand one and the million and one you've tried to do or have you ever thought of other challenges which is like walk a marathon in steps while playing darts or anything anything like that
1: no i mean what i've said to people and what i'll say to, to to the listeners tonight if you're going to raise money for any charity doesn't matter what charity if you're going to raise money for a charity do something that you love doing i don't like cycling i'm, I'm not that keen on walking or running i've done all that over the years so i do darts because i have a passion for it as you know and for people who've got a passion for cycling, do you want to raise money, get on that bike and do it. The landlord at the Ixworth Greyhound where I'm going to start on the 6th of August, he had a foot amputated a few years back. And within a year, he was on the bike, raising money for the physiotherapy department here at the West Suffolk Hospital, doing 100 miles after having the foot removed. And I thought, wow, now if he can do that, surely I can do something with a set of darts. And so he really sort of started to inspire me, and our mutual friend, Colin Green, with the the Summer League here, raising money for click Sargent every year, you know, that's inspired me to do something as well, you know. I was lazy for 60 years of my life just doing things that I enjoyed doing and uh, going where I wanted to go. And now the opportunity came, you know, sadly through a friend, uh, to do something for somebody else, you know, and I... I will look back now and I will be satisfied that I, I did what I promised I would do 40 years ago even though I left it
0: a bit late yeah so the, the websites to, to donate are they, are they are they some weird codes and stuff on no, websites or is it easy, easy it's to fairly remember?
1: straightforward uh, it's donate.giveasyoulive.com slash fundraising slash one million and one with no commas in numbers uh, and then hyphen darts that's that's how you get onto the fundraising page
0: yeah i'll, I'll put i'll put links if anyone yep. wants to wants to have a have a look and and donate donate over there um let's move away from darts there's one thing that i see you post a lot which i find very interesting is the fact that you've been to every every league football t-
1: every football league ground and probably half of the national league grounds as well now yeah. and i've got to go to stockport this year because i've not been but gemma has because she lived in leeds for many years so we'll keep the 92 ticking over hopefully after this year as long as nobody sort of storms the national league from nowhere we won't have to do it too many times yeah but yeah no, we've had some great fun you know and we've met some great people um and it, it's amazing really because to me football is a, a sport but you could, you should be compared to if you're going to be play and you want your team to win, so you're competitive that way. But there's no reason why you can't get on with other supporters, you know. And we've met some great people on the way around and uh, we're in touch with one or two of them online all the time because they tell us where they're going. We tell them where we're going. We've met up a couple of times at a mutual ground. Yeah, football's a passion. I mean, I'm an Ipswich town fan. I, th- I think that still counts as football, but we, we've not had a good couple of years, have we? Um, and i was at the fa cup final in 1978 when we beat arsenal if anyone's listening <laughs> um and yeah it's always been a passion uh my family are actually all from norwich every single member of my family going back generations are norwich fans and i'm the only one that uh, was born out of norwich and i grew up here at great barton and my dad sent me to school at Baton in a norwich kit and i can't tell you how many times i got kicked because i've ran out of memory and um, they converted me to follow Ipswich by taking me to a a game under threat of more kickings (laughs) and I fell in love with the game and and, and with Ipswich Town and I have shares in the club. I bought them in the early 2000s when the club was in danger of actually going out of business which a lot of people don't realise. hadn't been for the uh, amazing Bobby Robson paying a million pounds for one of our players up front. Um, who knows what might have happened to the club? You know, we may well have gone. So yeah, it's always been a passion, and uh, it gave me the great opportunity to have a right go at roy Keane one night at a shareholders meeting. So that was good fun. <laughs>
0: So when it comes to the whole um, going to every, pretty much every stadium in the whole country or the whole of the UK or whatever, um, was, it, was it something that you, you just decided, right, I'm going to do this? Or had you just been to a load of them? You were like, I, I might like to finish these off, you know?
1: Well, I, I started going in the 70s. I didn't go to too many away games. I'd been to Chelsea and Arsenal and most of the London clubs. Gem uh, from Leeds had done a lot of the Northern clubs. And when we got together, we said, uh, we should finish this. You know, we, we both want to do it. So we, we, we've we done the rest of them together. And of course, her team, Shepherd United, gave us a marvellous opportunity because they spent six years in League One. <laughs> so we were able to do the whole league uh, over that period of time. But yeah, I and mean, we've had tremendous fun doing it, you know. And, uh, you know, I've got my favourite stadiums. I've got stadiums that I probably won't go back to. But again, for legal reasons, I'm not going to mention them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll tell you all fear on that one but I can assure you Craig Diffey would not be happy with me <laughs>
0: oh that would be my team as well that is oh it?
1: right okay well that's it I'm all... <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so what, what, what about darts venues have you, you ever been to many of those
1: I've been to um, the O2 for three Premier League finals nights which were unbelievable and yeah. uh, you know when you think back to when you know darts was a pub game and then the I think the first World Championship was held in Jollies in Stoke, and there was a, probably a couple hundred people there. To now get ten thousand, twelve thousand people at a darts event, it's phenomenal, and it just goes to show you with the right backing and coverage, you know what a sport can do and what a sport can offer. And um, there's a big world family of darts players out there, you know, and. Uh, if we can get them on side with this event, you know, there's no stopping us. You know what we could do and what we could raise, and you know, going forward, I mean, I will look for other people's events and sponsor them. You know, as a thank you for whoever sponsors me as well. You know, because we need to do this. You know, and uh, darts is an amazing thing. You know, ten thousand people. If we took a bucket round, you'd be lucky if you didn't get a thousand pound, wouldn't you? You know that, because you know, darts players are generous as well very generous as i found out here friday night yeah so yeah
0: well, it's just it's just it's something that's just completely different if you if you just said oh i'm gonna i'm gonna do something, i'm gonna play a whole season i'm gonna, I'm gonna do something that's just quite kind of normal for a dark player to do then it's, it's people would be less interested but a million and one is just mental it's like, <laughs> such a high number when, when you really think about it and you really think about how long it's how long it's going to take a person to do that it is yeah really quite impressive
1: yeah i mean you know it's a personal challenge as well you know, i wanted to test myself you know i never really have i played when i was at school i played tennis to competition standards but i didn't take it any further i played British cricket for well over 30 years and uh, i miss that every summer now but you know at my age you don't want to be chasing the cricket ball yeah uh, my my fun bit of cricket was bowling i used to bowl at a good standard and uh I decided to retire when the opening batsmen were starting to grin at me as I ran in. (laughs) So I I miss all that, you know. I I gave my golf clubs to a a charity shop many years ago. And so darts was what I was left with. And um, I will continue to play darts as long as I possibly can. I'll look at next year for some fundraising. I mean, I, I like running quizzes as well. And so I'll probably do quizzes two or three times during the summer next year take a year off from like, this type of event. But if I can convince Gemma that she doesn't want to um, break my legs, we may do something again. I quite fancy 10 capital cities around Europe in 10 days.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. And um, talking about Gemma, uh, how does how is it for her? Because like when I think about the whole process and stuff, I think, wow, playing darts six hours a day, is, that's difficult. But sitting at a computer for six hours a day is watching you play darts and typing in the score that you hit, like that's I'd rather be throwing than throwing than doing that. How does she cope with it, and how how's she getting on with with that sort of stuff?
1: Well, I think it'll be a little bit easier this year with with sessions of two and a quarter hours to actually sit there for six hours. She did have a little bit of help, you know, with my daughters coming along to do a little bit here and a little bit there, and other people sort of did, but she did the great majority of it. I mean, I'd say she probably did about eighty-five percent, ninety percent of it, and she did it to support me, you know, and. Uh, I'm not sure that I could have done that side of it, you know, sitting there typing in, because she's got to concentrate as much as I've got to concentrate for that period of time. Yeah, yeah, Because the sure. scores have to be accurate, you know. If I hit a 180 and it goes down as 18, <laughs> we'll be in beds next to each other in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Only kidding if you're listening. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know how she does it, you know, but... Um, she wants this to be as big success and um you know with that level of support and she i mean it will be boring for her i mean there is no doubt about it you know so the more people who come to the events and you know maybe take a, a turn on the laptop maybe you know to, to give her a break maybe so she can just get up and go to the loo occasionally yeah. you know because i'm not going to stop i'm going to do that uh, to 33 to thirty-four thousand straight through and then stop and move on to the next one, but uh, yeah, I mean, as I say, I don't know what I'd do without it. I couldn't do this. That is for definite.
0: Yeah. So we've we've touched on the the scoring, the the physical side. What well, about the mental side? Is 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 there sometimes when you're sort of like two three hours in? I guess it's a bit better with the with the different venues because you get to have a break. Yeah. But beforehand, when it, when it was just six straight hours, were there any days where you just kind of thought, "Oh, I don't know how I'm going to do another three hours of this." No. No? I'll be totally
1: honest with you, Jack. No, no, it never entered my head. Um, I, I'm, I I can be quite sort of uh, pig-headed, you know. If I decide I'm going to do something, I, I will do it. I will see it through. And I didn't allow that to creep into my mind. Maybe there was a couple of times where I felt a little bit tired and then I thought about the people that I was helping and it just woke me back up again, you know, and I carried on. But no, I, I don't have a problem with that side of my life, you know, with mental issues i know a lot of people do and it would be more difficult for for a lot of people but once i get on that dartboard i'm in i'm in a different place you know it's yeah. it's where i want to be i mean yes of course i would love to have been up on the stage you know playing some of the big tournaments and stuff like that but i came to terms with that a long time ago you know and uh, the fact that i got to the final friday night was a you know a, a real thrill oh the fact, that I, the fact <laughs> that I got through the first round was unbelievable yeah. let alone win it yeah and when you think that you know I was one of the oldest players here, and my partner Jack was one of the youngest, yeah, and the combination just seemed to
0: work you know yeah. until we played you <laughs> yeah yeah we, we we after the first round we we didn't we 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 were really good we were a good good pair he was he was very good, and I just wasn't nervous anymore, so I kind of like just tidied up, let him do his thing, and tidied up the rest of it. And um, the
1: nice thing from, you know, for Friday night was that there were four people in the final who no one would have put a penny on when the competition oh, yeah, started. yeah, probably not. And there were a lot of people, good players, who between us we took out, mm. county players, Super League players, and I just thought, wow, you know, in a, in a final with yourself and your partner, you know, and I just thought, this is nice, you know, it's nice tonight. It, and... Um, if i ever hear someone say well, well they only want it because so and so weren't there i'll kick them because <laughs> you deserve to win it you know yeah. you played awesome this guy almost went out on 150 with one shot out and i think tried the three bullseyes as well on one shot and weren't too far away so yeah it was a good night and uh you know you deserve to you deserve the trophy no doubt about it
0: all right mate thank you very much for that i appreciate that um, we 'll probably probably wrap it up if you do want to support Colin there'll be links and resources and all sorts of stuff in the description so go and check them out um, i 'll link all your Twitters and socials and stuff so if you want to go and give them a follow as well then go for it and uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to support Colin if you want to donate to the charities then that'll all be down there as well.
1: Thank you, mate. Well, thank you, Jack. It's been an absolute pleasure being here. I I would never imagine doing something like this. I really wouldn't.
0: Oh, that's good. Well, thank you, mate. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, good luck with the uh, the Million and One. Thank you very much. Thank you.